Emergency swarm cast, David Eichel, along with Sean Bach. Obviously, huge news broke last night and was confirmed today, Monday, around 11.45, that Iowa starting shooting guard C.J. Frederick would be entering the NCAA transfer portal uh, with the intention of leaving Iowa. It seems weird that I have to kind of clarify that, but, you know, some guys go in the portal to explore their options. But, Sean, I, I know you've written some stuff about it. I'm about to publish my impact article on what this means for Iowa, but there's really no way to sugarcoat this. I mean, this is a pretty drastic loss uh, to say the least for next season's Iowa team. Yeah, it definitely stings. I mean, cause we talked about it all off season with the likely departure of, you know, Joe Wieskamp and Jordan Bohannon that, you know, Frederick was going to be the guy next year. And, you know, it really, really changes the whole perception of the team, honestly, without him. I mean, <clears throat> when he was healthy this year, you saw the upside, you saw the potential of what he could do um, with his scoring ability and same thing on the offensive end. You know, Iowa was pretty fortunate to have guys like Wieskamp, Garza, even Jack Nungy, um, talk about Jordan Bohannon as well, to fill in for some of the scoring load when they were on the court. And when CJ was hurt and when he was when he was out when he was hurt, you know, he wasn't really doing much scoring wise. He really wasn't playing that much. So he was going to have that role next year, you know, be the guy, honestly, on the offensive end, you know, the perimeter score. I was going to, they're going to find a guy in the middle. You know, they have the versatility at the three and four positions, but losing CJ Frederick definitely takes a, a, at this one, this one definitely hurts for Iowa without a doubt. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, like you said, is they need to find shooters. I think Keegan's got the potential to be, I think Patrick showed some flashes, but man, I mean, by the way, I know some people still speculate what Jordan's going to do. I mean, I'm, I don't know this obviously, but I'm fairly comfortable and very confident that he's already played his last game uh, at Iowa. So we'll see what happens, what he ends up wanting to do. Obviously, Luca Garza is gone. Like I said, Jack Nungy has gone. I mean, what'd you put the stat on our board, Sean? 23% of Iowa scoring now returns next year. Yeah. 23, 24% with most of it being Keegan Murray, Patrick McCaffrey and Joe Toussaint. Yeah. Uh, I mean, talk about just a complete overhaul of the team and, you know, this isn't my impact article, but I feel like you and I need to talk about this too. We'll obviously get into all the details about CJ in a second, but adapt or get left behind. I mean, Iowa has to go in the portal and they have to go deep. I mean, you talk about they need to at least get one big guy. And now I, I think you need to find a pair of shooters, not one shooter. You need two because I think there's a lot of, you know, expectations. Now a guy like Peyton Sandberg can step in and contribute. You know, he might be forced to play a little bit more than originally he was going to, but man, I always got to find some shooters and they got to utilize that portal. They got to find a big guy. I mean, you talk about complete roster overhaul. This is probably one of the closest things you'll ever find. Yeah. This next year and how they go about it in the next year is going to be a really interesting, you know, Iowa had a bunch of momentum coming into the year on the recruiting trail with all the hype put together a solid year, obviously didn't go as far as they wanted to in the NCAA tournament really didn't seem like i mean garza obviously was going to be a guy go to the nba draft jack nunji was a little bit of surprise um depending on who you ask joe Wieskamp, i feel like that is more going in one direction and you know in the backcourt they kind of expected cj frederick to come back but now it's like that's a totally different totally different situation and you know connor's been a good player for iowa throughout his career but he doesn't. He does not give you the scoring 
ability that CJ does from the perimeter. There is, there's no doubt about that. They need a guy that's going to be able to space the floor and, you know, be a guy that can make shots from the perimeter at the two guard spot. I mean, you have Tony Perkins there who I think is going to be a very good big 10 player in due time, but he's not going to be your top scoring option. That would be very bad news. And I'll say this too, Sean. I mean, people have asked, you know, did this take Fran McCaffrey off guard? The only thing I'll really say about it is let me read this quote from Fran McCaffrey last week when asked about CJ Frederick. No, his injury will not require surgery. He's shut down since the season ended. He's about a week away from being back out on the floor. He's chomping at the bit. So he'll jump into workouts next week and hopefully stay healthy. That certainly, uh, doesn't strike me as Fran was expecting him to leave. And I think on top of that, too, you go to the Iowa Hoops page, Sean. You go to the Iowa Hoops page, Sean, and you see the statement that the university put out. And it said, roster update. Iowa head coach Fran McCaffrey announced Monday that junior guard C.J. Frederick has submitted his name in the NCAA transfer portal. That's it. There was no comment. There was no well wishes. There was no none of that. It was just, yeah, he's going in the portal. Yeah, and – I know I don't want to look into it too much and speculate, but you look at when a guy usually transfers from a program, you know, the teammates will tweet out their support or, you know, post an Instagram picture, do, do whatever. You're not really seeing any of that with CJ and, you know, some of the other former players. So I think maybe, you know, a couple of the other players are kind of really blindsided by this and really confused by it. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing too. I don't want to like, pour gas on the fire or speculate like you said but you know i think whatever happens i think it'll end up you know in due time things will kind of kind of pan itself out but like, like anyway let, let's look ahead to next season sean we kind of already touched on it i mean tony perkins will obviously have to have an increased role i mean i think chris murray i mean basically every scholarship player right now has to play next season just based on the roster makeup obviously iowa does at least one one big guy but I mean, what would you say, Sean? Do you really – I mean, I think they need minimum one shooter. I think they need to go after two shooters in the portal at this point. And like I said, it's sort of the uh, adapt or die mentality, I think, now in college basketball. And I'll go back really quickly to a quote Fran McCaffrey said last week where he was talking to one of his coaching buddies who said, yeah, I've already lost my three best players to the portal, and we're, we have to bring all these guys in. It's basically like an AAU team at this point. So Fran, I mean, Fran transferred, and he said that the transfer portal is awful. So he knows guys have legitimate reasons to transfer. But, man, with about 1,400 players in right now, Sean, I know they're not all scholarship, but I don't see that number going down anytime soon. And, and it, uh, it's a very trying time, I think, for Iowa basketball. I think they need to go just all in on the portal. Without a doubt. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that they had to have at least two guys in the portal. I think big man was a priority or big man has always been a priority, but they need to guard another perimeter score. And that'd be definitely nice to get a third or to get a second perimeter score. But I think the expectation right now would probably, you know, two, depending on what the roster looks like here in the next couple of weeks, because big man's definitely a priority. No doubt about that. Philip Rebecca. Um, I had some VIP intel up on the site that you can check out about him and how, where that's going. I think Iowa's in a good spot there, but we'll see what happens. And, you know, they're they're going after a couple other guys, too, that I think could be intriguing fits that, you know, could play a pretty good role next weekend. Or not next – why did I say next weekend? Next season. Um, yeah, next season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's just a lot, a lot of movement. Transfer portal has definitely changed. 
the way college basketball is run and how, you know, the off seasons are gone about. I mean, you have recruiting, recruiting's crazy enough. Now add in the transfer portal. Like it's like you're recruiting for your own team next year. You don't yeah. have guys that are locked in. Like you're recruiting for your own, for your new team. Like there's just, it's getting absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I understand why they have it, like why, you know, people think it's good, but you know, you're silly to think that it wasn't going to get crazy at some point. And that's yeah. what we're looking at right now. You know, I, I tweeted earlier today, I said it, with the way things are going right now, Sean, I think the transfer portals get cease to exist in a year or two, because I just don't think right now this is sustainable. But with that being said, before people freak out about that, the transfer portal in general, I mean, like that the old rules for transferring before the transfer portal, they had to go though. I mean, there's no consistency whatsoever with it. And it was just horribly, you know, enforced. I think they need to get rid of the gray area, but man, like I said, I, I with the transfer portal like this, it's just not a healthy college basketball landscape. And I know people will say, Oh, if coaches can leave then players should leave. Yeah. I think that's true too. If coaches leave, then I think every player should have the right to transfer if they want to without penalty. I think that's, you know, without a doubt. And I'm just very interested to see how, how this whole situation plays out. Uh, as far as where CJ could potentially go, I know there's been a lot of, you know, Twitter rumblings about Kentucky. I mean, obviously that might be a, a fit for him. I mean, you think about they need shooting. He's got ties to the area, uh, but CJ is going to be pretty coveted. I think Sean, just with his three point ability, I mean, one of the best shooters in the country, I think, especially spot up shooters. Uh, I think he's going to attract plenty of attention uh, in the portal. And I think that might be understating it. Yeah. I mean, the way college basketball is going, every team needs a shooter. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, CJ, I know he struggled with his athleticism this year when it came to the injury, but he's a solid, you know, defender too, at times. There's a lot to like about his game that you can kind of fit in a certain spot. I mean, look at Kentucky, you can put all the talent in the world on that roster, but if you don't have a guy that can shoot, then you're going to be in trouble. We've seen that in the past. And I think CJ is going to look at that really closely and see what kind of role he could be in. I mean, he's close to family, um, closer, yeah, to his family and just, you know, closer to home. Like that could be a fit. I know Kentucky, I mean, look at like what Tyler Harrow did at Kentucky. I know he was more of a prized recruit than Frederick was, but really his role was to stand on the perimeter, shoot threes. And if a guy closes out on you hard, shot fake, find another way to get your shot off. And, you know, CJ can do that. I don't know to the level that Harrow did, but he can find ways to, you know, make, make plays for himself and, make an impact on the floor with the shooting ability wherever he ends up, honestly. Yeah, and like I, like I said, we don't have any intel about where he's going to go or what's going to happen. I know, like I said, I know there's been a lot of popular rumblings about Kentucky, so we thought he'd touch on that. Uh, but, yeah, as far as Iowa goes, like I said, I think it's going to be a completely new team next year. I think the defense is going to take a big step forward. But, man, like I said, I think that uh, I think it's going to take a big, big, big step back as far as offensive production goes. I think, like you said, if they can land – uh, Philippe Rabraka, if he ends up going to Iowa, if they can land a couple more shooters, and I think that will be a big, big deal. But, man, I mean, like I said at the start of the podcast, Sean, there's really no way to sugarcoat this. This is a bad, bad loss for Iowa. And you think about just all the guys that they lose. Uh, I, I do think, though, I think Keegan's going to take a big step forward. I think Patrick McCaffrey, I think people saw flashes of what he can do, especially in terms of getting in the lane. 
I mean, I, I think near the end of the season, Patrick sort of knew he could get in the lane whenever he wanted. And I think that's a good sign there. I think Chris Murray will have an impact on the floor. Obviously, they'll have Riley Mulvey next year, who's probably going to play about 10 to 15 minutes a game. Uh, I mean, obviously, Iowa's going to play whoever they land in the portal as far as the big man goes. Joshua Gundele, I'm still not sure where he's going to fit in. Uh, I think, he, he again, I think he, in time he can be a good Big Ten player, but he's got a long way to go. But there are options on this team, but Fran's going to have to tweak that offense and uh, everything. It's just going to be really, really interesting, I think. Sean, to kind of watch what Fran and company do, not even just in the portal, but just in terms of how they're going to run the team next year. It's going to look very different. And we've talked about offense, obviously, was the the telling point this year, the big success of the team, the big reason why they were successful to a degree, but the defense was obviously a step behind. And that's going to be the opposite next year if this team wants to be successful. I mean – by no means am I saying they're going to be at top of the Big Ten next year, but they want to be middle of the pack of the Big Ten and, you know, compete for an NCAA tournament. That defense is going to take tremendous strides that we have not really seen yet in the Fran McCaffrey era, regardless of who's on the roster. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I that's sort of my initial thoughts. Again, with, with the portal, it's not just a strictly CJ thing. I mean, the portal is going to be a hodgepodge and a giant cluster for the next – few months i mean there i bet iowa might target some guys aren't even in the portal yet i mean there's gonna be so many more players that still enter again i know this has been in the rumblings for a little while uh but it was made official on monday morning and you know i think that this is this offseason sean is gonna be the most difficult offseason for Fran mccaffrey since he came to iowa his first year in terms of trying to rebuild this team because you think about again you, you point to how much they lose who they have coming back. Like, yeah, there's guys that have potential. There's it's definitely a more athletic team, but the shooting's not there. It, it's going to look different than I think any frame McCaffrey team has, has really looked uh, in his entire tenure, basically since he took over. Definitely in this summer too, was big momentum wise for recruiting. I mean, they picked up Riley moving the 2022 class, which was a really good pickup, but they have other guys that they're going after too: Kyle Filipowski, DeSante Bowen, Jaden shoot, Tyler Nickel, to name a few that are being heavily coveted by other high major programs that, you know, are in a better position going in to the next season than I was. And, you know, that could, this could potentially have an impact, you know, all that momentum that they start to pick up on the recruiting trail bit could ultimately, if like the success of the team does not, and, you know, there is no success this year, there's no NCAA tournament next year, then that could really ruin that momentum. And that's not something you want coming off one of your best years in program history. I honestly think, you know, they'll be able to figure it out, but it's just something to keep an eye out for for the next couple of years, you know, because, I mean, all this momentum in the program that they had and, you know, now it's kind of looking, I I don't want to say down, but it's not trending in a great direction. And I'll say this too. uh, I think there's a little bit more pressure on Fran McCaffrey and in Iowa in general, just to get the job done. Because remember what happened just before the NCAA tournament, Sean? signed McCaffrey to a four-year extension due to the success that they had this season. So they have Fran locked in. The roster's turning over. College basketball landscape's changing. Uh, and like you said, they're, they're in on a lot of good targets in the 2022 class, but it's all about momentum. Can they keep it going? And it's going to be Fran's ability to adapt to the portal and the new landscape in general. That's going to dictate where Iowa can go uh, this upcoming season and I think over the next couple of years. 
Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, it's this summer is going to be huge. <laughs> there's no way, there's no way, there's no other way of putting it. The summer is going to be going to be critical both on the AAU trail and in the transfer portal. It's going to be a very, very interesting off season that, you know, was interesting already, but just got a little more, little more curious about it. Something else too, that I want to talk about the transfer portal really quick for wrap this up again, just emergency swarm cast, just a, just a quick little thing here so we can get our initial thoughts out. Obviously we'll have to talk more about this in the future. Sean, we can take a step back, but you got to wonder with the transfer portal, what's that going to do to high school recruiting? Like, yeah, the G league is always an option for the top elite recruits, but I really think this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt high school recruits because there's going to be teams that guess what? They're not even going to go look at high school prospects. They're only going to depend on the portal. And I, I ultimately think again, that's just another step in the wrong direction as far as what the transfer portal is going to be doing to college basketball and the culture of it. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I don't think Frank McCaffrey will go that route. I think maybe he'll more look more into the transfer portal. But I also think that he's going to be one of the guys that, you know, looks a lot more at high school. You know, maybe that helps Iowa in some way. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that helps Iowa in some way. But, yeah, that's definitely definitely a good point that I haven't that I've thought of. But, you know, I haven't really wrapped my head around it too much yet. That's That's a good point, Dave. So, yeah, to wrap this up, I just want to reiterate one more time. I think that this offseason is going to be the most trying offseason in Frank McCaffrey tenure, especially after, I mean, at least since his first year. But then again, there's really no pressure for him in his first year. He's trying to change culture. He's changing the offense. He's changing everything. So with the culture and everything in place, his ability to adapt and the coaching abilities, ability to adapt uh, to modern college basketball and the way they kind of respond to the adversity is good to find how Iowa does. Uh, next season but plenty of storylines will still come there'll be more prospects under the portal that i will probably take a look at but uh any any final closing note sean before we kind of wrap this up i know we again it's kind of hard to really dig deep into a lot of these issues uh basically the news just since it broke but i, I thought it was important for us to be able to uh just kind of hash it out a little bit yeah i really got nothing else to add other than that this offseason is going to be a lot more interesting than we than we imagined and you know it'll be interesting to see how this kind of changes Fran McCaffrey's mindset towards the portal because he's talked about it that he's not a fan of it well maybe now this is like okay you might not be a fan of it but it might come to the point where you have to really use it as a resource I was gonna say the only thing I'll add to this is that I'm not saying this about Fran McCaffrey this is in general I'm wondering if the transfer portal culture is gonna drive away some coaches in college basketball because they're just going to be so tired of it. I mean, I think we saw what happened with, with, with John Beeline. Remember when he left Michigan? I mean, there's going to be some older coaches that, you know, maybe they want to stick around for a few more years, but with, with the new culture and the way everything would be, be is being run, they might not want to deal with it. They might just dip out. So I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the next couple of years go because there's no doubt they're going to have a couple of years to, uh, sort of evaluate everything. But again, Hawkeye Insider, David Eichholz, Sean Bach, get 60% off an annual subscription uh, just for a couple a couple days. So be sure to go to HawkeyeInsider.com for all the details there for the most exclusive, in-depth, and complete coverage of your Iowa Hawkeyes. Be sure to follow Sean at sbach247. Follow me at David Eichholz on Twitter and also Hawkeyes on 247. 
until then, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a few days. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.